this is not a topic. What is this topic? It's a random machine, folks. It spews garbage like the flowers. <laughs> now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good evening, or afternoon, or good morning, as it may be for you, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. This is the podcast uh, where three guys get together uh, and are given topics by the random topic generator and then pronounce a verdict on said topic, all completely unscripted and off the top of our heads. My name is Michael Hodgins, and joining me today, as most other days, is uh, Crofton Steers. Hi, Crofton. Howdy there, Mike. And, of course, Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hi, Bo. Hello, Mike. How's it going? Yeah, good. That was a pretty rambling, crappy intro. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, let's, let's run with it. <laughs> it was accurate. No, it was, I thought it was fantastic. Good job. Well, thank you. Uh, how are you guys doing? What's new in the lives of your, you guys? Well, um, after two years of meticulous planning and uh, conversations uh, of such a detail that my brain was stretched to capacity, we have, we have finally gone ahead with our kitchen renovation, which I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, but it's actually truly to goodness happening this week. And I have to say, I really have to give full credit to people who work in the trades. Like, I mean, it is uh, – there are so many different things you have to think about and so many um, – uh, like it's very fine work um, and, and I find pretty uh, pretty impressive. And we have an old house like from the 1940s, so it's just crazy the amount of like surprises and things. And I'm a little crusty today and part of that is due to the, the never-ending series of surprises that come up with uh, – with renos in an old house, I guess. Oh, yes, I, I know all about that, having renovated many old houses myself, and there are always surprises, but the, um, the hopefully one thing, there weren't expensive ones. Well, well see, this is it. Because you get an estimate at the beginning, and they're doing a great job, right? But like until you get that final bill at the end, you don't real, really know. This is I draw parallels to staying at a fancy hotel. So you stay at a hotel, you know how much the room rate is, and they explain to you what the cost is for extras. And you're at the hotel, and then you're like, oh, man, there's a bar in my room. Uh, maybe I'll just grab a drink here. Whoa, here's the price list. This is pretty expensive, but whatever. I'm on a romantic holiday. Going to do it. Oh, wow, there's spa treatments. Hey, you want to do a spa, couple spa? Oh, let's go down. And then you just get sort of like you really get into it. Um, and then as you check out, you get that final bill. Uh, and that's very much what Renault's is like because you've got these guys in your house and, and there are all these projects that you may not have gotten around to. And you're like, hey, uh, can you fix this thing I got in the bathroom? Hey, since you guys are here, can you uh, can you ch- can you change the lock on my front door? I'm one of those key locks. That'd be cool. Um, and and uh of course, though, they, they do it, and uh, then at the end, I'm sure I'm just going to get a whopper of a bill. I'm in the honeymoon phase where I can just appreciate their good work and timely efforts, and I haven't seen that giant final bill yet, but next week, who knows, maybe I'll be in an even crustier mood. Well, <laughs> if, uh, it, if it turns out you need a place to crash, uh, you're welcome. You and Jesse are welcome to stay at my place. Why, thank you, Bo. Where there's that no is... room, but uh, it's better than being homeless, right? That's true. <laughs> Bo Schwartz's apartment, better than being homeless. <laughs> yeah, just a touch, just a touch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny with the unknowns. I, I, just, I don't know why I was thinking of it. Like, because it made me remind me how, why I don't believe in home inspections because of the fact that you can't do things like open up walls and figure stuff out. And then it just made me think it's like you're, you go to the – you're trying to buy an animal like a cow. You're a farmer. You buy a cow. You're like, oh, yeah, it looks like a good cow. And you get it home and it's like you know, after a while you're like, oh, I'll take it to the vet. And the vet's like, oh, it has cancer. And you're like, oh, no, cancer. Because like, well, you didn't cut it open and check inside, but you couldn't until you had some symptoms. It's like the same 
Yeah, yeah no, but it's probably the best you can do without that, the expense of gutting something. And that analogy was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and no, also, I, poor cow, man. Jeez, we love cows here. I see what I see where you're going though with with it. It's for a guy like you who's very handy. I can see why it's fairly pointless. For somebody like me who might not even recognize something staring them point blank in the face, be like, hey, this is a really nice coloration they have on the wall here. Is this? Did they install this? themselves and your home inspector would be like that's mold sir uh it will make all of you sick oh and i'd be like oh, oh. i did not know that i i yeah i know i suppose that that there is value for that but yeah i guess for me it's like it's the hidden things that i are, are always of concern and they're hidden to everyone they're hidden to the expert and the non-expert alike but you're right in that there's some things that may be obvious but you know, in the end, you're going to be happy with it, even if it costs more. You know, if you get things the way you like them, you'll, you'll be pleased. And speaking of things that are hidden, uh, how about that uh, random topic generator yep. you keep hidden in your garage? I keep it hidden because if the neighbors got a hold of it, they, they could make their own podcast and put us out of business. Yeah, what? we don't want that. We, we're, we're unique in the field, for sure. God All right, start it up. All right. <sighs> hold your breath. <laughs> See, if I had my contractors in right now, I'd have them tune up that machine. I don't know. Like, I think it might be beyond their capacity. Uh, the topic today is political correctness. Oh, lovely. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's funny because Crofton accused me of being PC for some reason. Something, I'm, Some comment I made about scooters on Facebook, and then he called me Mr. PC. I, oh, burnt, be- I burnt Mike. Oh, yeah, because... I didn't feel burned, but I guess maybe it depends on your. It was just—it was just really funny because it was—it was essentially I posted an article on Facebook about why you should hate or why you can hate each World Cup team, and um, to give an example, and they listed every country and they had like a one-liner joke for each one, and to give people a taste, I pulled out the one from Italy, which just slams scooters. Uh, and it's all written entirely tongue in cheek. And then Mike immediately posts underneath and is like, "Well, you know, scooters are very useful in poor countries, uh, and you're approaching things from a North American mentality." <laughs> and, I, and, and I was just like, "Fucking PC, Mike Hodgins, blah blah blah." Okay, look. Well, <laughs> you know, first of all, I stand by my statement. It's, it's very true. It's good. Scooters it are very accurate, useful. Yeah. But is that okay? Look. Is that political correctness, what, what I was saying there? Maybe we should try to define it. Well, you could be – you know what? You could be right. Uh, let's politi- – political correctness is like in, – in my – the way I see it is that society uh, – like in, in general, society has like sort of – I don't want to say standards that you strive for, but things that are – that the, the, the collective as a whole deem to be correct – and and going against these things is is to not be politically correct. That's that's sort of how I I see it. Like you even even if and it doesn't have to be the most popular thing. God knows a lot of people find um, some things. Uh, the mass vast majority of a population might think one way, but realize that the political correct way of approaching something is different from their views, right? It, it it doesn't necessarily mean the most popular way. It's just sort of what is agreed upon and what everybody seems to realize is actually but, is actually correct. But, I don't that I butchered but, that, but that's yeah. Just, but where does the political part of political correctness comes from? Because correctness, I understand, there's a norm of behavior that suggests. These behaviors are appropriate while these are inappropriate. For example, women belong in the kitchen. Oh, that is not a good thing to go to a, a, a you know a wine and cheese party and start saying to people because people are going to think I'm brash and not invite me to the next wine and cheese. Uh, disclaimer, I don't actually think that or say that at wine and cheese parties, so please invite me to your wine and cheese parties. I'm a great dinner guest. Um, but where does the political side uh, come from? Like... Does it have to do with uh, politics? I I, I don't I don't know that it necessarily means that. I I think it's you know I I don't know that we necessarily want to dissect the semantics of the 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 word. But I mean the general understanding is that it's it's saying something which is deemed to be the proper thing. I think as Crofton sort of did a good job because I mean I, I don't know that there's a 
political yeah. aspect. But I mean, it's it's and you. But usually, it's based on the evolution of a culture. Like I feel like. Um, you know, often people who, <laughs> and this doesn't apply to you, Crofton, for accusing me of being politically correct for seeing the value in scooters, because I don't think that really applies. But I do think that often the people who who tote political correctness are kind of, it's kind of like they're they're the sort of like bigots who are being drawn into the kind of modern times and sort of don't like it. You say like, oh, yeah. And oh, then who you complain about political who complain about political correctness? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they'll make you make some racial racial slur, and then someone will say like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't say that." And he's like, "Boy, you're so PC. What's the big deal?" You know, people who don't want to acknowledge those changes that, as a society, we've decided like maybe it's good not to insult people based on their race, or maybe it's good not to assume stereotypes about women being in the kitchen, and that and that. Again, as you said, Crofton, it's like it's a society we've kind of agreed. Yeah, we've moved beyond that. And to be politically correct is to be sensitive to those struggles that groups have had to um, to, to 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 gain some rights or, or status in, in the society. I think maybe the issue of why this might be controversial is that when does it go too far? Or well, when when are you when are you feeling censored? Uh, because of political correctness, and can people use pol- being politically correct to just stifle debate and stifle expression of of uh, of opinions and that sort of thing? When I think of like the antithesis of political correctness, I think of uh, Chappelle Show. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening has seen it, um, but it's full of a bunch of uh, racist and you know insensitive jokes, uh, misogynistic jokes. Um, but it was also a well-received or very popular program, and I'm sure there are others like it. That's the one I think of. And so there's a sense where political correctness is like a pejorative term for people with, you know, something stuck up their butt about having to always be sensitive all the time. Like, is there a time where we can take off uh, that that behavior and just, you know, say what we feel and sort of rejoice in some of these things um, without it devolving necessarily into hate speech or into um, you know something negative. Do you guys have like examples of non politically well, correct things that you well, enjoy doing or watching? But before before I answer that, I have some thoughts as well on uh, political correctness. The um, the the thing is, is the term itself is a term that even I, who am probably very much a politically correct person by and large, find find annoying. Like soon as I hear, hear the term politically correct, I'm like, it's a, it's a term that has has now uh, has c- c- connotations of sort of in in my mind annoyance. And Mike Mike touched on them uh, touched on them earlier, uh, and I think it's because everybody has different different tolerances of their levels of political incorrectness right like if somebody is 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 being politically incorrect uh, you, you can you have different different levels of tolerance my tolerance is much higher than say my mother's is uh, Bo used the example of the Chappelle show one of the very first skits on the Chappelle show um, is of uh, a, a racist, a member of the Ku Klux Klan who happens to be black, but he is also blind. So, <laughs> so the joke, the 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 joke there, it's it's commentary at the same at the same time. But uh, but my mom would, if she watched that, would find would be like, oh, this is not appropriate. This is not, and and part of it is prudishness. For sure, like in terms of, of of what she finds, you know, she has a maybe more um, conservative taste in say comedy and all this. The, but the but the other part uh, is 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 feeling like oh maybe these these aren't things that are okay to make fun of. Um, you know, it's not okay to make fun of race. And when Dave Chappelle quit the Chappelle Show, part of his explanation for why he quit was due to um, he, there was a white staff member uh, who was laughing. Well, he was doing – he had this skit um, uh, called The Race Fairy where he portrayed these sort of racial stereotypes. And uh, a white cast member was laughing during that skit. And he felt that they were not laughing for the right reasons and he felt that he was becoming part of 
um, the system that he was trying to comment to comment on. So I think political correctness, uh, and, and in and especially with regards to humor, is something that is that is very difficult from one person to another to to um, to judge. And uh, but I know that the term has negative connotations. Well, you you know that that's that's interesting. I mean. It, the example you gave, I think, is one w- which points out that it really is a matter of um, of how you're coming how you're coming at an issue, and uh, and sort of who who you are, what group you belong to. So, like Dave Chappelle commenting, you know that that skit with him, you know uh, this black Ku Klux Klan member. Dave Chappelle's a black comedian. He sort of it's not necessarily politically incorrect for him to. To, to make the commentary because he's from the sort of the group that had been persecuted, right? Uh, for, for them, it's a matter, you know, it might be viewed as a matter of empowerment. The commentary is valid. If that same skit was made by a white person, it might just seem racist, you know, and, and, and we would be like, oh, that is, that is not PC. It, it really is, it, it is based to a large extent on where you sit along the kind of scale. Like if you were, and probably as white men, we probably have to be the most the most politically correct because we are the most privileged people in society. And I think that our ability to comment on certain things, and I think that's why often you'll hear a lot of white men saying like, oh, I've had it up to here with this political correctness, because they're the people that need to be most aware because they're the ones who are most privileged. And I think that you know, if you belong to a minority group of some type, your commentary is more valid because of – your your position in society. So it is a sliding scale of what you're kind of allowed to say. And these are sort of social norms. And it might often seem like you're being censored um, that's at some level. But I think it's also, you know, at base, there is there has to be a sensitivity there to who you are in, in society and who you're talking to and how that's going to be per- perceived. And, and it's just, I think political correctness is just having that sensitivity, that awareness of who you're talking to what their background might be, and just maybe you don't say certain certain things, you know, because they're politically correct. And I think that's okay, you know. But, which I, I find, like, I find, um, like, I have a reaction to that, what you're saying there, because I get what you're saying is noble and good, but I, I personally don't necessarily agree, because I think what happens as a result of I'm the, you know, uh, saying to yourself or avowing to others, I am the most privileged of the races and and genders and sexual orientations. There's almost a sense of um, if you go about treating people differently because you have this self-knowledge that you're actually patronizing people, like I think there's a certain sense that, that when we talk about political correctness, we talk about taking it too far where we're, where maybe it comes from a, a good place, but what we end up doing is, is, you know, making ourselves the other and um, treating, pe- treating everyone differently and not really sort of just um, saying like what's on your mind. Or, you know, I think the default thing is whether you're privileged or not, you should be treating everyone just as you are and as you would be treated, well, but not with any deference or any special treatment. Yes, yeah, see, I would jump in here because I think that we, you can see examples of this all over the place where that's not the case. And it's, and it's for a reason. So, for example, in the federal government, there are hiring policies um, which are there to ensure that there is representation of um, many different people from different cultural, racial backgrounds, minorities, uh, make sure there's representation of women. The reason for that is because they're, you know, in that, in, in those jobs, they have traditionally been overrepresented, overrepresented by white men, and it's supposed to be reflective. So, you know, in society, there's lots of places where we do that. And it's, it's not bad and it's not like you know sometimes as you might feel personally as a as a white man you're like oh well i'm personally being discriminated against because i don't have these you know i'm not allowed to apply because they're only hiring a minority or something but 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 those things are there to to actually ensure equality to make sure that yeah but think of of you being the minor a person who's acknowledged as a minority in a group and you obtain the position or obtain that 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 
that honor by virtue of things outside of your control rather than your talent or ability to do the job. Like, I get that it comes from a good place, but at the same time, it's equally disparaging to to have that as well. And I've, I've known people um, who would be considered minority who legitimately feel that way about those policies. And it's maybe not something you can feel all the way one way about, but... That certainly needs to be acknowledged too, right? But just to finish off on that point, I think that those things exist because there are statistics that prove that if you are a sort of middle-aged white man, that you will get more interviews, you will get more jobs. Like this is just because of people's biases that they might not even be aware of. And I think that there's been a lot of study that's gone into this, and that's why we have those sort of policies because it's led to – Hiring, you know, it's. I see what you're saying, and it sounds like you're 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 not treating everyone equally. You're giving special treatment to some, but that's there for a reason. And I think it is sort of tied to political, to being politically correct. But it's necessary to some degree. Well, I just think on that subject, like, like I'm conflicted about it. I don't feel wholly one way. Like where I sort of split off with you is like, yes, I I do think that um, we do have. I agree with you that there are biases and. Um, they're not at a conscious level potentially, and so what happens is if if we if we resort to inaction, then then yes, um, people uh, of higher status based on race, sexual orientation, people with whom other people might feel comfortable are probably more likely to obtain jobs or get hired. But at the same token, there's a sense of you know some if you have to if you have to handicap things. It's all. I think it's equally. There's a there's a discriminatory aspect to it, and um, I think that's sort of why the political correctness thing is often a pejorative term, is because it does come coupled with this still this sensitivity where I think the thing you want to work towards is just um, everyone culturally treating each other as a member of the group in spite right, of minor but, differences. But like, and again, I see what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I don't want to beat this one bit to death and Crofton, please change gears soon. But I just want to say one more thing. And I think that I think that what you're saying is a little off. I think that, that it's there to prevent discrimination. It might seem like it's not achieving equality, but if you, you have to, like, trace it back. So, like, people talk about in the states affirmative action, which is sort of like um, make sure that there are hiring policies for blacks and that sort of thing. And the reason for it is because, you, you know, at some point, black people in the states were, were slaves. And then after that, they were basically systematically discriminated against and during segregation until the civil rights movement. And so basically what you have is a whole group of society who have – who are now suffering from a socioeconomic status where they don't have money compare, compared to the people who have always been freed. So if you have just across the board, it's just not, it's not equal at the moment. So you have to have those things in there to allow actual equality because if you're, say, a rich white person whose family has been in the New England area since the 1600s, you might have a lot of money. You, get to, you go to Harvard. You, know, you have a lot of things there for you. But if you're coming from a family who's been working retail forever and because of cyclical poverty, Poverty, you need to have some things to help you get ahead. And some people say, that, oh, that's politically correct and it's nonsense, but it's there for a reason. And, uh, and, and it's to help level the playing field. Even though it might seem counterintuitive, it's actually there to prevent yeah, discrimination. Yeah, and I, I agree that it's there to prevent discrimination. I guess the question I ask is that if everyone has to be forced to behave a certain way, that – I don't know. That doesn't change. Uh, that doesn't change things, right? Well, it's acknowledging a wrong and trying to 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 right it. But uh, let's let Crofton do his because I think he has some point in a different. Well, well, yeah. No, you guys are because you both want the last word, so you're just going back and forth <laughs> until Mike's like, I'll I'll do the last word this time and then give it to Crofton. Uh, but uh, but no, I. Well, we were going around in circles a little bit, so to, I think... yeah, to a, a little bit, but. I think you both raise interesting points, and it's 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 two sides of uh, of a spectrum. And I think what what I find interesting about political correctness is this sort of overarching understanding of what political correctness is, because really all all it is like what the political correct point is with regards to any given issue. It's sort of like it's the point that everybody, even if they disagree with it. Or recognize, oh, this is, you know, this is PC. This is politically correct, the politically correct way to approach it. When Bo gave that example of women in the kitchen, he knew that that is not politically correct. What I would say, though, is at one point it was politically correct. Um, 
and uh, and that's what that's what's interesting to me is that like, Bill Meyer hosted this show uh, called Politically Incorrect for many many years, and he brought on these guests that were um, essentially uh, e- extreme personalities. Not all of them, but there were there were extreme personalities uh, that were brought on, and uh, personalities that are often much more commonplace on today's TV, unfortunately, but at the time were less commonplace. And and the idea was that they were pushing the boundaries in different directions. You had anybody from Al Sharpton to Ann Coulter essentially uh, pushing the boundaries of political correctness in, in different directions and in in ways expanding those boundaries. And what, what I think is interesting and one of the reasons that that I have issue with the concept of political correctness, not necessarily the the being nice to people, treating people equally, that sort of thing. But the concept of political correction, correctness is I think that it, it's it's extremely malleable and that it changes from generation to generation and that it might not be accurate, but we feel bound morally by what society is presenting to us as politically correct at that given time. Yeah, well, I, I think I think there's there's always a sense of the, the government – or the popular cultural beliefs that we all have that guide our behavior. And and so you always have, like, I, I think of comedians and you think of, of people like Bill Meyer who are there to question these things because they're not always correct. Sometimes they're fascist. Sometimes they're, you know, there's errors with them. And we need some, we need people who are going to look at things and not be afraid to speak out. Um, where others would fear censure or fear, you know, exclusion or excommunication. Um, I just wanted to to also mention on the fact that uh, the reason why I don't think women should work in the kitchen is not because of political correctness, although it would, it is, although you are right that, you know, I think a politically correct statement would be one tending towards equality between men and women. Um, It's more because I actually believe in it. And I think there are times when our personal values align with what you know how we're we're supposed to think and and behave and what we're supposed to say i just think it becomes oppressive when um you can't say things that make other people uncomfortable and maybe i'm just being petty um but that's a it's i think it's an important distinction we we do have free speech in this country and people are not pc all the time people do say things that make other people uncomfortable um but i it's just what it comes down to and it's not like i think the idea is the aim is not to stifle debate i mean you can you can you can talk about issues of racism or uh feminism or any of these types or, or socioeconomic disparity you can talk about them and still be basically politically correct you can engage in these issues i mean i always think of it like when you think about the term politically correct is it is it if you if you're talking to someone and they're talking about something and then they might pause and say well i know this isn't going to sound very politically correct and then they say something usually when i hear hear someone say that i'm like oh oh they they just let the bigot out of the bag because (laughs) so because someone's saying knowingly saying something that that they know is is either going to be perceived as racist or sexist or something and they're going to say it anyway and i mean now maybe that is their 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 actual uh, belief, and they should have, I guess, a right to say it. Um, but you know, it, it, we also have issues of of hate speech and and this types of stuff. So it it is kind of a a trick a tricky area. People need to be able to express themselves. And but po- I think all political correctness does is sort of like offer a check to yourself and and from other people to just be like. Is this going to offend someone in the room? And it's not that you have to always like walk on eggshells and be like, I can't ever say anything that might offend someone. It's more like being aware of like, how do we frame something to have a, a you know productive debate as opposed to just saying like, well, this doesn't sound very PC, but you know, I think, and then say something horribly racist. Like that's not productive. But and I think that the role of the political correctness is just to maybe check yourself and be like, should I be aware of someone else's position here where they've suffered somewhere, and that I should you know just have some sensitivity to that. Well, yeah, I agree to a certain extent, but now let's go back to the scooter analogy, okay? And uh, and and I think that that's an extreme situation where you ha- where you're like um, now posting on Facebook is to all your friends, so the chance that you offend somebody is much much higher than if you just you know 
were hanging out with like five people. It it's literally you could accidentally offend a zillion, a zillion people, but they have the choice, obviously, of not following you or not following you and that sort of thing. Um, but in the case of in the case of the scooter where I accused you of being too PC, it it was what I found was like taking what is a fairly simple joke and 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 blowing it like being like, well, all you need to think about people in other countries and 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 and. I would argue that is too politically correct. That is thinking like, you know, you could be offending someone somewhere uh, at this at at this time. So you should not make that joke or not endorse that joke or anything like that. So that that's that's where I find that that line is because then at one point you can't make jokes about anything. Right. Like, so I, I, I do agree with what you're saying about about you want to be true to yourself and you want to be uh, think about, like, keep your bigot in a bag. And everybody has some sort of issues, I'm sure. Um, but at the same time, I, th- I think that it's important to uh, to have a, a sense of humor about things and to push things through humor as well. Yeah. And uh, I can see that. I still don't think that 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 particular situation is necessarily political correctness, but but sometimes you'll hear a joke and you'll say, "Now, and that wasn't your joke." Like to be to be fair, it was an article you posted and you quoted the thing, and I guess it just it just stuck to you know, and 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 it's like we should be able to make fun of a lot of things, but sometimes depending on you know, it might be my mood at the time, but when I saw it, I was just like, "Yeah, this is kind of a narrow worldview joke," and I just felt like I was like, "Well, you know," because uh, it made some statement about like scooters are bad and it was just basically saying them like you know actually they're pretty useful things and, and sure i was kind of being a wet blanket in that uh, in that conversation but there 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 is, there is use in the wet blanket sometimes it, it, to kind of give a broader I, view of things absolutely and and i don't i don't mean to pick on you i just find that it is a good example in terms for for me of 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 like the value of political correctness, I think, is pretty obvious. Like, I think you both, in different ways, made made points showing why it's why it's important. I just think that that the other side of of it is is that you don't want and and Mike, you even you framed it extremely well when you introduced it and and said that like at what point does it become um, sort of chafing, right? Like, and and I think that it's I think that it's tough because. Um, I, I do think that that if you feel that it's chafing you all the time, then mm. you probably have some issues. Like that's 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 my 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 feeling on it because it's probably related to the fact that you want to say very offensive things all the time, right? Um, but but I feel like, and if it chafes you sometimes, then maybe that's a, you know that's maybe a good thing um, because it reminds mm. you how important some of these issues are but i think that uh, what what gets to me is just when it's like you make a comment that you think is completely innocuous and it mm-hmm. is some somehow transformed into transformed into like uh, an anti you, you know you are uh, being a tra- traditional white male who is not aware of the world outside of him type type thing and i think it's very easy to do that with almost any joke that comes out of somebody's mouth it it, it is and i and but i think it just it, to 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 talk about this again it, and again it's, it, it is just like as you said and i think it's very true it's it's a, it's a changing landscape that what's politically correct and i think as we become a more global society we're more aware of things like um, you know, uh, poverty in other parts of the world where maybe we weren't at one time. And so something like, you know, so this joke was made, oh, scooters suck. And then I think like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I traveled a bit in, in some poor Asian countries and the, really the scooter really is ubiquitous and super useful. And it's kind of like, well, they can't afford cars. And then and then you kind of think like, oh, this is, you know, it's unfortunate. It's, it's fine for us here to be like, scooters are dumb, ha, ha, ha. And then be like, well, there's millions of people that, you know, probably wish they could have a car and they can't. And yes, that's politically correct. Uh, and, and it probably is due to the fact that, you know, we're becoming more more aware globally. So that thing might work its way into those into those narratives. And I think it's always a little bit this change aspect. And, and, and you know, we, we have a certain worldview and it's constantly changing. And sometimes if 
you know, because I've made plenty of politically incorrect jokes in my time, and maybe as I learn more and become more sensitive, I might be like, well, maybe I'll maybe I won't say that or something. Um, and sometimes change is is hard. Is you want you want to fight it too, but um, anyhow, <laughs> I don't want to uh, get this conversation looping too much. Do you guys think we should do verdicts? The one thing, the one thing I'd ask you just before verdicts, and I'm curious about this because. I kind of feel like um, when we talked about comedians, and I find that uh, that some of the greatest comedians of all time have been the ones that push political correctness, and that that are like uh, you know, uh, who, who George Carlin had the five words you can't say on TV, or um, you know Richard Pryor, all these all these guys, they pushed it. You know, as far as far as it would go, and that's sort of what makes it funny. And honestly, I will admit that I find some completely politically incorrect humor hilarious, even though I might I might not like espouse the viewpoints. And sometimes it's because I don't, and it's just so extreme um, that but, that but, it that it's funny. Do you think that there is value? Like, I guess, do you think there, that there's value in comedy in political incorrectness? There is for sure, but like, there are some, and there's some comedians. I think of this like Andrew Dice Clay as just being like a sort of. I mean, I don't know his comedy very well, but I think it's sort of a douchebag comic who's just sort of. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but he's definitely politically incorrect. Essentially, what he was was he had a persona. He created a character, um, and he would do lots of characters on stage. But one character, the Dice Man or whatever, became really, really popular. So he made that his whole act. And so he would just show up. What used to be a character that he was satirizing in a show became the actual character he would play in every single stand-up show. Right. But I guess what all I was going to say is that so so yeah, that, that he comes off as this persona as he seems to me a bit like a you know douchebaggy sort of guy when i think of people like like um dave Chappelle, who has made me laugh a lot talking about race issues and thinking about that like if i were to make those same jokes i would look like an asshole you know what i mean and uh, and thinking about oh, there's a Can- there's a canadian comic who's indian and he has Russell really, peters yes he has really funny bits about being an immigrant in canada and his father is saying like i'm gonna give a beat down on you and it's you know if it's because he has that experience, his comments and his comedy about it is really valid, really funny and to, to anyone. But like if if it was me making jokes about Indian immigrants, I would be a jerk. You know? And I think that that's again and again, like if someone was making the scooter joke and they were like grew up in Cambodia and making fun of scooters, I'd be like super valid. They come from the scooter, the scooter, <laughs> the scooter culture. But 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 if Look you're at like, Dave. I hate scooters, I like my But Porsche. Dave Chappelle makes fun of white people, he makes fun Chinese of Asians. people, like it, everybody. It wasn't just black people. Yeah, well, like what I would say to that is he comes he, again, he he comes from a position of uh he's a minority who has suffered racial discrimination. So he's I, I don't so think that com- gives you a membership. There are white people who will make fun of other races and they're not yeah, ostracized. Thing, is it is it you need to like look at history and be that white people are have been the oppressors. Like you can pretend that it's not, but it is. Well, I the mean, Chinese just, have been oppressors but, and the yeah, Russians like, have well, I guess they're And white, you could but. be a you could be a white person that's that's uh had a bunch of oppression in your particular you, life, you right? Could, you could be, but but again, that's it's group membership versus individual experience, and you have to be aware of like you 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 may be a white man who suffered a lot of discrimination, but as a group, it's it's white Europeans who have been dominant and done a lot of oppressing, and so that the those other groups I think have more of a right uh, and more of a legitimate right to make comments about those things than the people who are the oppressors, and you know they might be like to oh, even oh, it's make funny. to even make fun of each other. Yeah. Well, like he's the, making fun of like in the race in the race one um, race auction or whatever the race draft. Sorry, he you know like he he dresses up as you know Chinese people or whatever Asian people uh, and does really like what if I or any of my friends did would constitute like extreme racism. What was funny about it was the level of extre- of extreme. Like you'd see it and you'd be like, that is so. Uh, not politically correct. It's hilarious, and that comes from the recognizing that it is not polit. The reason it is funny is that it's not politically correct. And I think, I think in the end, the reason he canceled his show that I alluded to was at one point he felt that it wasn't 
what what was funny, what was supposed to be funny was the fact that it was not he was saying things that were so not politically correct um that that they were hilarious. He got the impression that people were not realizing that they were not politically correct and that 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 they were starting to laugh at them for the content's sake, if that well, makes sense. Well, and that's the and I guess that's the danger of that. And I give him credit for I guess acknowledging that maybe he pushed the boundaries too far, and some people weren't getting the the undertones of what he was trying to get at. But again, his his commentary and it comes from a firsthand experience, and I think that you know if you're uh, again, I don't want to, like, I think we're going around in circles. And I will admit probably that in this podcast, I'm for sure the most politically correct person here. Let's face it. I'm pretty much like, oh, um, I'll take that that, that route. And, and it is a bit annoying because I do feel like I'm a wet blanket a lot of the time. Um, but, I, I, you know, I can't help it. I just feel com- uh, compelled sometimes to be like, wow, you know, it's. It's too it's too far, but that's part of the discourse, right? You know, I'm 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 on one end, and I think it is a sliding scale. Well, I, I, th- I think a world, yeah. I, I just it's not to say that you're a wet blanket. I think it's good to have a conscious and good to talk about these things fully. Like if you're just someone who, you know, will engage in not politically correct conversation, but not learn anything outside of that arena, then that's definitely a problem for sure. And, and, and I will say that I think it's because I, uh, you know, I, maybe it's just a lot of the reading I'm doing these days or my perspective, but I, I do sort of feel like there's a lot of wrongs in the world and I, I feel like I'm aware of them. So then I am more likely to make these wet blanket comments about like something like innocuous, really, which, what, which is what it was about scooters, because I'll think about the implications of the comment. And, you know, so you're right in that it can go too far because oftentimes I'm like, ah, is it really does it does it really serve any purpose for me to be like, well, you know, these poor people are blah blah blah, and so for sure I'm I might be perceived as being too far, but I guess it's just where I'm at right now. So yeah, <laughs> so should we move to verdicts? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. You do you want to just keep rolling? With yeah, I'll, okay. I'll I'll just start. I, you know, I'll come right out and just say I think political correctness is is good. <laughs> like how you're like, wow, what a jerk. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I think, um, you know, I, I, and I think anyone who's listened to this podcast w- would see why I say that, is that I think what it is, is, is it's a social consciousness ab- about where where we've been, uh, how far we've come, and, and acknowledging that there are still issues. I think that political correctness is tied to all those things. Um, I think that when you have to say, this might sound politically cor- in- incorrect, and you're about to make a racist comment, it's because you're being ins- insensitive to the uh, to the struggles of people who have been oppressed. So I think it's it's good in that it serves as a mental check in your own head to be like, what are my what are my worldviews, and maybe are they ones that are bigoted? And it just might make you reflect on that. You don't have to change them. You know, you can still say whatever you want, but you you, you but political correctness just makes you at least be aware that there's a dialogue about this, and there's some people who will be offended by it. So if 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 all its purpose serves is to add that that check. I think even though you, our discussion touched on some of the dangers of stifling conversation, which I think is bad, I do think it's good in that it gives it's, – it's like a compass. It's just like a social compass to be like, what I'm about to say, is, is, does it make sense for this, for, this, for this situation? So, yeah, I think it's good. I think it serves a purpose. I, I was coming at this – Pretty much with the idea that I was going to say that it's bullshit uh, and don't hit the button. Um, the the thing is, what button? The thing is, uh, I just I just like what I said earlier about about how politically correct uh, how what is conceived political correctness uh, as politically correct at one time or another is not necessarily the same, and how I felt that that in. in in and of itself meant that political correctness was pretty much bullshit because it was, you know, it's it, it it was like now it's okay to say this. Oh, now it's no longer okay to say that. But what you said before, that's now okay. And you even see in 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 the way that certain races, for instance, or self-identify, or 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 um, you know, you can you could say this name or you can't say this name, and now you can say it again. What 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 is politically correct can change. Uh, and I was gonna say, oh yeah, and that makes it all bullshit. But Mike made some really good points, and and I think that. That like um, in terms of uh, of thinking about where do we want to be overall as a society, and even even though 
I feel that um, sometimes the best jokes are the non-political correct ones. Those are often th- those are often best made in the company of people you know will get them and appreciate them and that sort of thing, and not uh, not writ large across the board um, where you may accidentally uh, hurt someone. And I think that's that's the key there because if you go outside the boundaries of 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 what is conceived political uh, as politically correct there's a chance that you may hurt someone uh or insult them um and i think that that's not that's not a, a um that's not a good thing which means that political correctness as guidelines that help us as a society move forward in sort of a uh, a polite manner in a way that, that that respects everyone and everyone's differences is a good thing. So political correctness, I'm going to say is good. Oh my. Okay. Well, I thought, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's he going to say? That, that, that went in an unexpected direction. Okay. So, well, no, it, it did because I'll, I'll be honest, Mike did a number on convincing me this time. He made some good points because I, I came into this going, Pretty much with bullshit the whole way through, and really, it was just at the end when he was delivering his verdict. I'm like, no, he makes some good points. It's good. All right. Well, I'm just going to start off by saying that um, you know I have a lot of respect for both of you, and I think you're both very smart and very considerate people, um, and good friends. Uh, but I fundamentally disagree. Um, so there's there seems to be at least in the as far as I can tell in this conversation two scopes of political correctness so there's going to the dinner party or being with people and if i make some offhand jokes about barren mothers or impotent husbands i might be offending somebody you know or hurting them in some way um, that i don't realize and so as a part of being considerate in polite society um, you tend to you know uh, watch what you say Unless you're with really close friends and then, you know, you feel more comfortable maybe saying things that are unpolitically correct. Um, But that's in the scope of like your personal friendships. And I think there's a larger cultural scope uh, with varying groups. Like it can be a company or your office workplace or the country at large where um, political correctness basically takes certain phrases and certain attitudes and deems them uh, you know, there are repercussions. If you work in certain workplaces and say certain magic words, you're in trouble. And I'm not saying I necessarily disagree with this, but it is kind of a fascist mode where, you know, we can't, you know, lift up under rocks and look at things and call things what they are, or say what we mean, and then learn those things um, firsthand. That's why I made that distinction between, like, I believe in gender equality, but not because... It's the. It's not because a government told me to, or it's because other people told me to. That's a conclusion I can definitely say I came with by by myself. Although I'm sure outside factors had their influence in me getting there, but I feel like I own that. Um, so I feel like any any political correctness is really stifling to debate. And Mike, I know you're a great appreciator of debate. Um, so, you know, I got to say that political correctness is just bad. I don't like thought control. And to me, um, even though it may be come from a good place, I feel like uh, political correctness is a form of uh, uh, fascism or a symptom of it. I'm, I'm not cool with it. <laughs> Call it fascism? Yep. Yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's not fascism. Oh, it definitely is. If, if there are certain things I can't say for fear of excommunication, um, that's that's Maybe. bad. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that we should have hate speech or, or you know, we, sh- we shouldn't allow those things. But we're talking about interactions and speech and dialogue. And I, I think, think that th- I think the word fascism is getting thrown around pretty liberally. Well, yeah, I think I, I think the word in general fascism gets thrown around way too liberally. But I would just say, Bo, that no one's saying you can't say anything. It's just it all it's all it's saying is that be aware of 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 what you're saying so when you say that it's just like that that's all that's all political correctness is 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 the implications of your statement you can still say it a lot of people do was Uh, was it not politically correct for me to use the term fascist um well i think it's probably (laughs) an incorrect word of the use the word fascist i don't know that that's what that means well it's a form of thought control so we'll leave it at that i think it's it's more of a particular political uh, 
uh, movement, but and I don't think political correctness falls under that. It's sort of just like, hey, respect people. Anyways, we shouldn't rehash this debate, but it was a good one and an interesting yeah, one. Definitely. All right. Um, so political correctness is like thought genocide. Uh, yeah. I was, I was going <laughs> to well, say well, your verdict wasn't very politically correct. No, not at all. <laughs> Screw white people. All right. Um, uh, if you want to email us with your opinions, uh, thoughts on political correctness, we'd love to hear them and read on the show because this is one of those topics that definitely engenders debate, I think, for anyone. Um, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. If you want to find out more about our show, visit our website, goodbadbull.com. There you'll find links to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull, and also to subscribe. Uh, click on the link to iTunes to subscribe to the show. Uh, we also are available on Stitcher and we have an RSS link if you've got some other kind of podcatcher that uh, loves the RSS links um, alright uh, I, I had a quick thing before we, we get out of here guys I just wanted to say that um, many of you listening uh, we did an episode on Dungeons and Dragons last week and um, I think we heard I heard from a few people uh, that they skipped that show and um, Crofton I think you got uh, uh, you got a review from one of our listeners on the show. Do you want to share that with us? Uh, yeah, I'll also share my Twitter account while I'm at it. Uh, my Twitter account, at Croft and Steers, is where you can send all your fan mail related to moi and give me comments such as the one I received <laughs> from my lovely friend Tracy, who said that she does not partake in Dungeons and & Dragons. And when she saw the topic, she said to herself, man, this is going to be... Uh, a detailed sort of tabletop conversation of inside lingo from three nerds, uh, and then, and then, and then she She's was so pleasant. right. No, she was pleasantly no. surprised. She said that we, the way that we presented it and explained it and all that was was accessible, and that she enjoyed listening to it. So, thank you oh. for that, Tracy. Thanks, we Tracy. will tackle topics like that in the future. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. It's an accessible episode, so listen to it and learn you some D and D. All right, Mike. If our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me making politically correct wet blanket remarks at. ML Hodgins. All right, and you can find me at Bo Schwartz. That'll do it for our show. All women belong in the kitchen. Discuss. <laughs> I don't believe that, but I'll make that joke at your dinner party. It, it is funny now, after having this debate, I definitely do feel like a wet blanket because I'm for sure the guy who's like, oh, you should check your privilege. You should check your privilege. I wouldn't say it like that because that would sound, you know, uh, brutish and um, patriarchal. <laughs> but see, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're arguing on the side of political correctness, you're all you're arguing on the side of correctness. So that's never a bad place to be. When you put, when you put it like that, it sounds like a pretty easy. Whereas Bo's like, I argue on the side of incorrectness. Yeah, well, you know, the people living in under Nazi Germany were politically <laughs> correct. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, they were correct according to the politics of their culture. They, like it, it's a variable. It holds. It holds values, so the values can change. <laughs> I, Guys, I'm really sorry. I have to leave now. It, it's, it has nothing to do with the conversation. It just has to do with. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Bose taking a turn towards the Nazi. They got. Yeah. He's like, you know, the Nazis had it right. And we really, you know, they didn't mess around with this political no correctness nonsense. You shouldn't joke about Nazis. Our Jewish it's, listeners will be offended. And, it's, and you know, they had these camps set up, and they're a really good way of sort of, like, organizing society. Look, I know you don't believe it, but to even joke about that is terrible. It's time you should for be some ashamed. Mind, some mind holocausting. See, look, I was just joking about it, and I would say that it wasn't in a politically incorrect fashion. Oh! <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I gotta go. I'm sorry, guys. I'll talk to you later, all right?